0: Hello, and welcome to Songwriters Spotlight, the Western Mass Songwriters Collaborative Series. I'm Dr. Dan, your host of the show, where we feature Western Mass songwriters who perform their original songs and talk about the art of songwriting. Stay tuned to explore more about music and the tunesmithing that creates it. Our songwriter on this episode is Dylan Patrick Ward, who's been writing songs inspired by indie folk songwriters and the likes of John Prine and Randy Newman. His subtle irony and humor help convey a deep sense of human experience. Here's Dylan Patrick Ward.
1: If I was a cat, I'd sit in the window. I would lick my butthole while you watch TV. If I was a cat, I'd sit down beside your head and lick the space between my toes when you were trying to sleep. If I was a cat I'd lay down by the door and look up at you with sad eyes when you tried to leave If I was a cat and you were feeling sad I'd sit down beside you and keep you company If I was a cat I'd eat a bunch of plastic and then you'd have to chase me down and take it from my mouth If I was a cat I'd chase all the bugs around but I would never catch a one and never catch a mouse And if I was a cat I'd cry outside the bathroom door and I would not stop crying until you came back out and if I was a cat on lazy Sunday afternoons you and I would take a nap together on the couch and I would miss the beer And I would miss the movie theater And I would miss the human food And I would miss the sex And I'm not so crazy about dying when I'm 15 But I guess I wouldn't know no better And I guess that would be best If I was a cat And you had people over I'd hiss at all the children Swat at the old guys if I got outside, I would fight a dog, and I'd get uglier and meaner with each year that went by. And I'd hate every person and every other cat and every animal thing that wasn't you. And one day you would find me dead behind the futon, and then you'd stick me in an urn and go get someone new. First you'd cry, just like I'd cry when you would capture take me to the vet. If I was a cat, I'd be miserable and lazy, but you would still love me because I was your pet. If I was a cat, I would drive you crazy, but you would still love me because I was your pet. Uh, this
2: song's called New Year's Eve.
1: no internet The only clock's on the stove and it's not accurate We poached a Christmas tree in the woods nearby Now it's dried up and brown in the yard smoke menthol lights like it's some kind of sacrament In an illegal apartment An abandoned garage that we've all been calling a house It's New Year's Eve in the dirty South There are some parties but no one invited us We're all another year older, and that kind of frightens us. Steal a bottle of wine, the butt can from Cumbie's, get drunk and look up at the stars. Sing real loud like it'll all be alright for us. You say this year will be different, but I don't believe a word that comes out of your mouth. New Year's Eve in the dirty south. It's New Year's Eve in the dirty south. It's fun when you're young, but it's gotta end. It sucks to be lonely. It's good to have friends. Lines get crossed and the police catch up No matter how fast you can run Then it's time for the detox time to make amends But for now the clock towers strike in midnight And we know what life is about It's New Year's Eve in the Dirty South New Year's Eve in the dirty South.
2: It's kind of about like the people that I used to hang out with and the places that I used to hang out and Trying to imagine how those people would uh, celebrate New Year's Eve. <laughs> uh, this next song is called Little Green Men. Um, it's kind of inspired by an experience I had when I was 15, and I, I saw the History Channel show Ancient Aliens. And the show Ancient Aliens, for those of you who aren't familiar, is uh, it makes the argument that uh, alien civilizations came down to Earth and uh, gave advanced technology to ancient human civilizations. And that's how they were able to build the pyramids and things like that. And I remember watching it when I was 15 and being completely blown away and completely convinced that it was true and telling absolutely everybody that I knew about it. And I was so excited. And uh, I kind of miss believing in it. Like there was something very comforting about uh, believing that there was uh, intelligent life out there and that they were looking after us. And then years later when I was writing a song about something completely different, that idea kind of snuck its way in and uh, kind of this song came out of it, it's called Little Green Man
1: Dad was in the army and your mom dropped out of college You're working at a hotel living at your dead aunt's house Got a four-year party and a whole lot of useless knowledge One bad day away from emptying your bank account Money's tight but you're always at the bar Those are UFOs not shooting stars You're a real nice guy and everyone seems to like you Not bad looking and people always say you're smart There ain't much about life left to excite you You got a new beer belly, gray hairs and a broken heart Hold your breath every time you start your car Get upset every time you can't see Mars Got a cousin down south who thinks that the world is ending, but he's got guns and dry goods to see him through, but you can't think of a message that's worth sending to the little green men who are looking after you. You hear a little voice outside the bar telling you to stay right where you are.
2: Alright, this is a song uh, This next song is a song about Richard Nixon It's uh, called Oh Nixon Oh Nixon
1: I'm a lot like you Bitter and resentful No matter how well I do Oh Nixon Is it ever enough? Can we ever just appreciate it? Can we ever just lighten up? Jackie tried to warn you There's no peace in the presidency You end up with your head blown off Or resigning on TV Oh, Nixon You never did fit in the franklins of your day or the yale boys at the cia oh nixon you were too low class you had to do their dirty work you always had to kiss their ass you can win it in a landslide but it still feels like defeat and it all tastes so bitter things that looked so sweet Oh Nixon Standing by the Citgo sign flashing double V's Oh Nixon Will there ever be peace Oh Nixon Oh Nixon.
2: Um, this next song is called Zolpidem. Uh, Zolpidem is a sleeping medication. It's the generic form of uh, Ambien. Uh, may cause hallucinations and sleepwalking.
1: hearts of men, I try to hate you but I can't pretend, cause in the end, I'll come crawling back to you, it was over down, you got me sleeping in the chair again, you got me drooling on the couch cushions, I know it's a sin to ask so much of you, but I remember it was like Just laying in bed all night Bloodshot eyes Until you heard my cry Sobidem So much better than melatonin I swear I'll never waste my time again With all PM It's you and only you old but them. I'm not up behind the wheel again I'm losing touch with what is real again they say you're no friend but I know it's not true some folks dream of heaven but all I want after I die is a good night's sleep for eternity Zobodam. I hate you, Zobodam. I love you, Zobodam. I love you, Zobodam.
2: The song is called A Friendly Place. It's the last song I'm going to do today.
1: set up shop in the chinese buffet parking lot old men drinking paps down at the park dirty barefoot kids with pop guns terrorize the pharmacy just make sure you get home before dark drinking vodka by the handle yuppies wearing socks with sandals school board meetings facebook come to life QAnon in revolution, everyone's got their solution that they'll tell you all about tonight. selling glowing hats in an alley full of feral cats. Fireworks light up skies at night. Severins pay for crooked cops. Slum lords buy up vacant lots. Buprenorphine makes you feel all right. Artists drinking gin and tonic. Old arcades become ironic. Football team just got another win. Public access TV stations full of doomsday revelations. Ice cream parlors still raking it in. Swimming hole is full of trash. E. coli and broken glass laundromat. Where all the deals go down. Cumbie's Pizza, Natty Ice, Velveeta on Minute Rice, Black Bear roaming free around the town. Temporary traffic light, local taverns open mic, lovers quarrel fight in the square. Basketball hoops with no nets, ban on menthol cigarettes, nowhere local to buy underwear. Scholarships for bright young kids doing what their parents did. Old folks on the porch griping, things just ain't the same. Turtle sandbox, whiffle bat, shriners with their little hats. Old bathtub fills up with summer.
0: Dylan, I really enjoyed that.
2: Oh, um, thank you
0: so much. <laughs> the lyrics, some of your lyrics just knocked me out. I just got a big kick out of it. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I was stifling my, my guffaws as you were singing.
2: <laughs> no, it's good. You should have laughed. I think it would have been good for the, it would have <laughs> made me look good, making somebody laugh in the crowd. Well, you don't need me to make you look good, <laughs> Dylan. That was <laughs> oh, nice. Thank you.
0: So how long have you been doing this?
2: Um, I started, like, messing around, trying to p- learn how to play guitar in college, and I wrote, like, a few songs then. But I didn't get like serious about songwriting until like 2018, 2019. And then around early, very early 2020, I started to write stuff that I liked and started to release stuff online. And then uh, it was, I think it was summer, yeah, it was summer of 2021 that I started playing out, like playing gigs and stuff. So a few years, give or take.
0: Not a long time, but you've come a long ways. No, oh, thank you. Yes, absolutely. Um, so had you ever written before these, you were writing songs?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've I've tried, like, a bunch of different mediums. I've always wanted to, like, write and create stuff, but, um, so I tried to write fiction for a while, and I did stand-up comedy, like, for a very short period of time in college and a little bit afterwards. Um, you know, in high school, I used to make, uh, short films and comedy sketches with my friends and things like that, so uh, I used to write poems, so I tried a bunch of different things out, but... Songwriting was the one that kind of stuck and that kind of felt right. It felt natural for me. So, mm-hmm.
0: so why do you do it?
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, I've always kind of, like I said, I've always been trying to write and create stuff. Um, I always gravitated even as a kid towards music and towards uh, literature and film and stuff. And I don't know. Uh, but I can't imagine not doing it in some form no. you know i can't imagine like a life where i'm not writing and creating something if it's not music in the future maybe it'll be something else but you know i don't i'm not sure i'm not sure the deeper reasons for why yeah but so are i feel there, compelled to i guess yeah
0: okay that's a good <laughs> answer good answer so uh, are there uh some people or some performers who inspire your writing
2: yeah the big the big ones for me would be uh, The Mountain Goats, um, The Decemberists, that kind of like indie folk from like the late 90s, early 2000s, that's kind of a big model for me and what I'm trying to do with my songwriting. Uh, John Prine's a huge influence, mm-hmm. um, although I, I kind of got into him late. I didn't get into him until after he died already, and after I'd started writing, but he's been a huge influence in terms of like, I don't know, adding humor into the songs and trying to... Singing about strange characters, but trying to have some compassion for the strange characters. I feel like he's really good at that. Uh, Randy Newman's a big influence as well. His dark humor is, is, is great. Very dark, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I like how um, he kind of really pushes the envelope to a point where it's almost like uh, un, unpleasant, some of the songs that he writes for mm-hmm. some people. But I feel like he almost have to risk unpleasantness to go to some of those territories, mm-hmm. I feel like. so. Yeah, I mean, I like a lot, of, a lot of folks, but those are some of my, my all-times go-tos.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see that you inject a heavy dose of humor in your song, so very enjoyable. Um, and then so and then some, some what, country sort of folk inspiration.
2: Yeah, yeah. I like, uh, when I first started writing songs, I thought, like a few years ago, I thought I was going to write in kind of the country idiom, and I kind of drifted over towards more indie folk stuff but there's still a lot of that country stuff in there and uh, you know some of my favorite artists like Billy Joe Shaver and uh, Blaze Foley and Towns Van Sant kind of in that country folk idiom so. And they're
0: happy to push the envelope anytime.
2: Yeah absolutely so you know I really like that stuff Uh, you know it's kind of in my DNA my dad was a big fan of that kind of music when he was a young, young man so.
0: Yeah so how would you describe your song you've started a description Uh, can you build on that
2: yeah um, yeah I tend to write about sort of outcasts characters strange kind of people on the brink um, that kind of interests me the kind of darker more absurd aspects of life but Um, you know, the the topics can be odd, but I try to keep the songs pretty, you know, like pop songs with the verses and choruses, and I try to make them catchy and pleasant to listen to, because that's, you know, that's what I like. Um, and, uh, yeah, I try to tell stories. I don't do a lot of autobiographical stuff, although there's, there's a lot drawn from my life and the place that I live and people that I've known, but it's not usually, like, strictly autobiographical, like, this is a thing that happened to me. But so I kind of, I, I take that like fiction writing thing into it a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, so the, the cat isn't necessarily a specific cat, but.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a kind of a uh, archetypal cat. <laughs> yeah, you, you reminded me a lot of my cats, yeah, yes. Right. Well, a lot of people say that. I think that's that's the. That's what I was aiming for. Because, <laughs> yep. you, know, you know, it's all drawn from cats that I've had over mm-hmm. the years, so. Mm-hmm. Um, let
0: see, so, you, and John Prine kind of inspired your, your thinking about your songs, your music. Um, yeah, yeah.
2: Y- yeah, I definitely felt a, a connection with him immediately when I started listening to his stuff. Yeah. Like, it was almost like this is kind of what I was trying to accomplish as well, mm-hmm. that empathy that he has and compassion for people. But also the the humor and sort of he I remember in, there was an interview where he talked about he he explained his approach as optimistic pessimism, where he kind of sees the like dark unpleasant parts of life and he just goes head first right into them, kind of believing that if you do that it'll make it better, it'll you know help solve the problem or help make you feel better about it. So mm. that's kind of I take that approach.
0: Yeah, um, you certainly have dark areas in your songs, but it's you're not we aren't damned or anything. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
2: I try not to make it too, like, over-the-top gloomy. I like to Mm -hmm. kind of talk about dark things in a light way, I guess. That would be a way to say it. Richard Nixon. Yeah, Richard Nixon. Yeah,
0: goodness. (laughs) That's fun. So when you're writing songs, how do you go about it?
2: Uh, My ideal is I like to write in the morning before I've, like, looked at my phone or talked to anybody Mm -hmm. or kind of taken in anything. I like to sort of have a fresh mind that helps me uh, kind of dig in there and come up with ideas better, I think. So um, usually like my ideal is to make co- get up, make coffee, and then sit down and like drink coffee and write, write first thing in the morning. And um, it's almost always like started with the notebook and the pen, but with the guitar nearby. And I try to come up with like, sometimes I have ideas of people or, or stories that I'd like to tell, or sometimes I'm just flying blind. But I try to come up with a, a good line that kind of has a melody attached to it already. And then once I have that strong line with a melody attached to it, usually some other lines start to kind of tumble out. And then when I have like a few down, a lot of times I'll grab the guitar and figure out what the chords are. And then once I get kind of the structure of the song, I'll write the rest of the lyrics. And um, that's the ideal. It doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes it's in the, I have an idea throughout the day, and then I have to home from work and write the song really quickly or I'll write it at night or whatever but usually my ideal is to write it in the morning like that
0: Mm -hmm. when you're writing uh, do you do a lot of editing
2: I don't do a whole lot of editing I usually have to I kind of have like I don't know if it's I get bored easily or if it's ADHD or what it is but I'm always kind of on to the next thing Mm-hmm. where like I, I try to write a song in one sitting for the most part. And I might take out a verse later or change a word or change the tempo a little bit or the, the, the pitch, the key that it's in. But for the most part, like 90% of the song is usually I try to finish it in that first rough draft. I find that uh, I can get caught up in the editing a little too much to the point where the, like I take the song apart and I can't put it back together. So oh. I
0: usually try to leave it alone. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. So... uh do you have any suggestions for other people who want to
2: you know write songs or you know, borrow some ideas? Um, yeah. I'm still pretty pretty early on to be giving a whole lot of advice, but I think like a couple things that I've realized that helped me a lot is like you know with the lyrics, write about things that you're interested in or experiences that are unique to you and try to find like what it is that you bring to the table specifically to music? It's easy to fall into the same tropes and uh, feel like you have to write songs about what everybody else is writing songs about, or things like that. And you know, we all kind of sound like the people that influence us, especially early on. That's inevitable. But what was really helpful for me is when I started to write about kind of the strange, quirky things from my own life and my own experience, and kind of the things that I was interested in. And that, that's helped out a lot. And uh, the other big thing is um, to just do it, like don't wait. I remember I wasted a lot of time feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough at playing guitar. I don't have like the right equipment or whatever to really write songs and put them out there. But you know, if you know three chords on the guitar, you can start to write songs, and then you can learn another chord and write some more songs. You can <laughs> record songs on your phone and put them out there. Like it doesn't have your first thing you put out it doesn't have to be this masterpiece perfectly recorded professional sounding thing and you can get better as you go you know and you can kind of you don't have to wait until you're really good before you start putting stuff out i think it's really good to just get started and then get that momentum going and get that kind of confidence mm-hmm. that's been helpful for me like in 2020 i just recorded a whole bunch of stuff in my bedroom and just kept putting it out online, and uh, you know I ended up putting out like four albums worth of songs. And there's probably only one really good albums worth of songs in that four <laughs> albums of songs, but you know just starting to put it out there was what kind of started the ball rolling and everything else. So I think it's really helpful to to get stuff out and share it with people as soon as you can.
0: So when you're sharing, do you learn stuff about your music and people's responses to it? And-
2: Yeah, a lot of times it's, a lot of times, sometimes I'm surprised by what songs people really respond to, Mm. Um, but, you know, a lot of that comes from live, but also I'll get messages from people, be like, oh, I really like this song, and I'm like, oh, that's odd. Sometimes there's songs that I think are throwaways that I don't play for a while, and then somebody says they like it, and then I'll bring it back into the set list. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So, uh, yeah, I definitely learn, learn a lot about, I'm kind of, I think I'm getting, to a point where I can almost predict it a little bit better now. Where I'm like, oh, I think people like this one, mm-hmm. or it, whereas other ones would be like, this one's like fewer people are gonna like it. This is more of a niche song. Whereas this one, I think a lot of people are gonna like this one. But I don't know. It's still I still get surprised by it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Audiences are helpful in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. What are the thoughts do you have about songwriting or things that
2: you want to say to the audience? Um. Not much besides, you know, thank you for having me on. This was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, if you liked my stuff, I'm everywhere. Just Google Dylan Patrick Ward. I'm on all the streaming platforms and social media. and I have DylanPatrickWard.com as my website.
0: Well, Dylan, it's been a real pleasure. Yeah, same. Very enjoyable music. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. much.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was great to meet you.
0: Thanks for watching our show. I would like to acknowledge the support of the Western Mass Songwriters Collaborative, promoting the original music scene in Western Massachusetts. If you want to learn more about the WMSC, go to their Facebook page. Thanks for watching. I'm Dr. Dan. I hope you'll tune in again for the show that puts a spotlight on songwriters.